Hi, I'm Catherine Delgado. And I'm Priya Kamas. And you're listening to FIRST. Today's episode of FIRST features Mark Salvador. On this episode, Mark would like to share his personal mental health struggles and his recovery. As a gentle warning, this story does include mentions of depression, suicide, and self-harm. So without further ado, here's Mark and his story. I'm Mark Salvador, and um, <clears throat> to give a little more context of this story, uh, the day is May 7th, 2018. This was two years ago, and this was when I was in eighth grade. I'd probably say like second semester, because I know that there was a lot of testing that was going to happen around the corner. And so I come home, you know, I come home from a very terrible day at school. I'm, I'm, I'm coming home very upset, very mad, very sad with all these emotions, and just, it's just not my best day. And so I decide to do what I usually do. I phone a friend. Um, I'm not gonna name the person out of respect and privacy, so I'll give her a fake name, Melissa. It's not actually Melissa, so. Um, anyways, um, I'm talking to Melissa, and whenever I'm talking to a friend um, on my off days, I usually calm down. I tend to realize that everything I'm thinking up here are just lies, they're not real. That was not the case for this day. Uh, it was actually the complete opposite. Uh, as I was talking to Melissa, my thoughts became worse. Uh, I became a lot more upset, more sad, more angry, and just becoming worse. I was just going down uh, into a void. And so one thing led to another, and there I was sitting in front of a table with a ton of pills. You can probably make the connection of what I did, but I did unfortunately end up trying to overdose on pills. Uh, after I did so, I went to my bed right behind me and I laid in it and closed my eyes. My hopes was, what I had hoped to happen was that I would just die in my sleep. I didn't wanna be found in a horrific way. I just wanted to look at peace and be at peace. And so I had hoped to just die in my sleep without seeing my body shut down in front of me. And uh, Unfortunately, I was woken up by my father, but looking back at it now, I'm very lucky and fortunate enough to have been woken up. The reason why he woke me up was because uh, Melissa and her mother came to my house. Keep in mind, this was at night. They, they came to my house at night and explained what had happened a moment uh, prior to my parents. And as soon as my parents found out, we were on our way to the hospital, to the ER. On my way there, I phased in and out of reality. So I was there for one second and there for another. But as soon as we got to the ER, you know, the nurses were checking my vitals and whatnot. They were just making sure I was alive. And as soon as I uh, hit the bed, I blacked out. Everything from that point on is, is blank. Uh, you can probably guess the outcome of what happened since I'm right here talking. I I didn't die. I was... Instead, I was actually being wheeled to the ICU. Now, this is just one portion of the story. If you, if you want to read a more in-depth explanation of this story, whether that, you know, this includes the, the part I literally just talked about and going more in-depth and my time in the hospital. If you want to read that, make sure to go check it out on the first website. And uh, 
if you don't want to, that's okay. Yeah, and first, I want to thank you for coming onto our podcast today and sharing your story, um, what you've gone through, and just having the courage to be vulnerable with us and our listeners takes immense strength. So I just want to commend you for that and like your road to recovery and taking the step to sharing your stories. Um, just a great thing for yourself and to raise awareness for this issue within the youth and the people that we reach out to. But um, I wanted to ask, what was something you found helpful during your road to recovery? Uh, first off, I want to thank you guys for letting me, you know, appear on the podcast and really tell my story. Uh, but um, something I found very helpful during my road to recovery was support, uh, support for my friends and family. And the support came in so many ways. But um, one of the major things was that uh, during my road to recovery, there were points in time where I just felt like I should just give up. This this whole thing is just not worth it. But um, after the fact, um, after uh, what had happened to us at 18, I didn't really tell anybody. Uh, only a good handful of people knew. But as soon as I uh, entered high school, it changed. I became a lot more comfortable. I worked on myself. When I became more comfortable, I was willing to talk about my story. And so this year and last year, I actually made a video or videos uh, talking about the situation during the anniversary day, which is May 7th. Uh, last year's video was quite literally what I just talked about. It was just uh, what had happened, what I did, and how I'm thankful to be alive. And this video, or for this year, was just recovery. It was just how I, how I recovered and uh, how recovery was for me and how I, how I am now. But the thing that was so important and helpful to me was the support I received from these videos and just talking about my story. Uh, just reading these responses and these replies and just everybody telling me like, hey, you matter, you know, we love you, we care about you. It just, it overwhelmed me, you know, in a good way though, in a good way, it didn't. But um, a few years ago, if I had talked about this, the mark then would have not believed any of it. He would have just brushed it off his shoulder and just said, no, these are just lies, you know, uh, worth, all I'm trying to say is that the support, support just in general, it, it was very helpful during my road to recovery. And, you know, if, if you as a listener or know someone going through something like this, just, you know, support them, be, be a friend. That's, I, I, I promise you, if you do that, you'll make life so much easier for them. Thank you for sharing that. I really do think that it can help people who are going through the same struggle or help people who know others who are kind of struggling in the same way. Um, so now something I wanted to ask was, coming out of these experiences, you've become a mental health advocate. So how did your experiences inspire you to kind of change the stigma around mental health and just change like the talk in general? Yeah. Um, so in the past two years, I have learned a lot about myself and mental health in general. And um, what I, first thing I, I realized is that dealing with your mental health sucks. It's, it's so hard and it, some people couldn't do it alone. Some people can't, but it's so hard. And, you know, if, if you are someone dealing with their mental health, it, 
trust me, it's okay to realize that it's it's hard, you know, it's not gonna be easy. But um there are two things that I I think that are important for um things in regards to mental health to change. And and these changes would make life so much easier for people dealing dealing with their mental health. And um, that first change would be how we perceive mental health. Uh, in recent years, mental health has been a very sensitive topic, and for good reason. I understand why. And um, in recent years, fortunately enough, some people have brought mental health and the issues that it associates with into a spotlight, so people can understand it, educate themselves on it, and just know about it. Yet, people know about it, but they don't talk about it. That's the thing. It's still an uncomfortable thing to bring up, and you know it's understandable. But when it's uncomfortable to bring up and everybody knows that it's uncomfortable, it makes people who want to share about it just not want to share about it because it's considered uncomfortable and can ruin the uh, quote unquote vibe or just, you know, it, it just, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's just very uncomfortable to bring up in general. And, you know, if people keep thinking that way, then more people won't be willing to share about their struggles and you know their mental health and you know i don't i don't want people going through what i had to go through it you know uh, some people like i said uh like i said some people uh can't do it alone and that's why uh, i think it's important that everybody uh, makes that change of how we perceive mental health which brings me onto uh, my next idea of change I want mental health to be something that we all can be comfortable talking about. And when I say all, I mean everybody, you know, everybody in this call, everybody listening to this, just everybody in the world. Because um, there were so many instances throughout my uh, journey to recovery that I wish I was able to just comfortably share my, my experience, my story, my problems uh, with no shame to someone. And when I say someone, that could be a professional or uh, a lending ear every once in a while. And um, if mental health can be something we all can comfortably talk about, life would be so much easier for people struggling with it. And um, recently, uh, people are bringing up the BLM movement and a lot of issues with that, uh, or at least issues regarding the movement like uh, the the police. And I admire that, you know, I support that. Uh, they're bringing something very uncomfortable to some people to light and they're talking about it. And I know that mental health and this movement are kind of two separate ideas, but they're similar in some ways, you know. It's, they're talking about something very uncomfortable and bringing it to light and just talking about it. And um, I just I just think that, you know, if people can talk about this, why can't we talk about mental health? Uh, so yeah, just just to go basically, just go over what I wanted to change. I want I want to I want change in how we perceive mental health and how uh, mental health can be something we can all comfortably talk about. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Your story has been incredibly inspiring, and the changes that you advocate for within our community is incredible and great 
Um, one last question that we wanted to ask is what is something that you would want our listeners to take away from your story? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> um, there are a ton of things I'd want to you know, tell people, but I'll, I'll try to cut it down to three. Uh, the first one would be that not being okay is okay. You know, everybody has their off days. The happiest, uh, happiest people have the saddest days. And that's just how it is. You know, everybody has their off days. And when you, when you realize that not being okay is okay, then you can get on with life so much easier because you kind of out of that perspective, like, no, I have to be okay. So you do these things to um, these quick fixes, such as self-harm or um, anything else just to be okay which is, you know, terrible self-harm in general is terrible. But when you realize that not being okay is okay, you kind of have a different perspective and can live life a little more easier. Uh, the second one would be that reaching out for help is not weak. Uh, it actually is a sign of strength. You know, you're, you're willing to, at your most uh, weakest point, your darkest time to reach out for help. Uh, you know, some people think that they they should just bring themselves out of that hole themselves. And hey, so everybody's different. Everybody has different opinions. And but I think in general, if you reach out for help, whether that just be phoning a friend, going to make that appointment, uh, just talking about like uh, struggles, whether that be you know you failed a test, or you know you're just having these thoughts. It in general, it's reaching out is okay. You know, there's no, there's no um, rule saying that you can't reach out. The only person holding yourself back from doing that is yourself. Um, the third thing I'd want to tell um, people listening to this is you as a person matter. And I know that there are times where you just feel like you don't. And honestly, you do. It's your brain. That's the issue or the problem that comes um, with mental health, at least with the problems that come with it, your brain can come up with these lies such as you don't matter, you know, it, and it's just entirely not true. But if you really feel like you don't matter, find a reason to, you know, life, you only have one life, you only have one chance. So don't waste it, you know. Thank you for sharing, Mark. We really do appreciate it. And your story was very inspiring. Now, if any of our listeners want to hear more about Mark's story, please check it out on his website. He has written us a more in-depth article, and he left out a lot of parts inside this interview for the sake of time, but you can definitely check it out on our website. And that's it for us today. And thank you again, Mark, for coming onto our podcast today and raising awareness for this issue and working to um, reduce the stigma. Of course, thank you for letting me be on the podcast to talk about these these things to our listeners thanks for tuning in see you next time on first